Let us pray. Heavenly Father, help us now to open up our hearts to the transforming power of your word. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. There is an old saying that no one is smarter than God. No matter how smart we think we are, we can never outsmart God. Years back, I had the story of an elderly gentleman called Bill. Bill had campaigned for years for a speed camera in the village where he lived to reduce the levels of road incidents in his community. When Bill finally heard that the camera has been installed, he decided to take his car for a spin around just to try the camera. And as he drove past the camera at 16 miles an hour in a 20-mile zone, he noticed that the camera flashed. Not quite sure what was going on. He was surprised. He then decided to try it again, this time at 15 miles an hour in a 20-mile zone. Again, the camera flashed. This can be right, he said to himself. So he decided to do it again, this time at 10 miles an hour. Again, the camera flashed. So he went home and decided to write to the council to complain that the new camera was faulty. While he was preparing his complaint, he received three letters in the post, three letters all saying that he has been fined three times for not wearing his seatbelt. <laughs> you see, this camera was not just a speed camera. It was a smart speed camera picking up all sorts around it. Better than this camera, our God sees and knows everything about us. We cannot outsmart God. We see what is visible. God sees the visible as well as the invisible. He sees our hearts. He knows our intentions. And so we cannot, we just cannot outsmart God. In our gospel passage, we are at a scene where a teacher of the law had come to Jesus with a question. But before then, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Herodians, and some other Sadducees, uh, scribes had come with questions to try and outsmart Jesus. These were people who were considered to be opponents of Jesus. They were opposed to him and his teachings. They asked questions about taxation. Should we pay tax to Caesar? And Jesus answered them with a wonderful answer that promotes tax justice. They asked about living arrangement in heaven when we all get to heaven to try and catch him out, to trick him. So they could find a good reason to lay a charge against him. But Jesus was too smart for them. He knew their intentions, and he addressed their request brilliantly. While all this was going on, one of the teachers of the law was observing. When he saw how brilliant Jesus was in answering these very, very tricky questions, he came with what sounds like a genuine question to the Lord. What is the most important commandment of all our 613 laws? What must I do to guarantee that I am fulfilling all the laws? That was his question. To this question, Jesus replied with the traditional Jewish statement of faith called the Shema. He combined the two texts, one from Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, and the other one was from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18. He said, Hear, O Israel, hear, O people of the world, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, 
and with all your strength. This, Jesus said, is the most important commandment. You see, the God we are commanded to love has first loved us. He created us to have fellowship with Him. And even when we cheat on Him, when we stray away from Him in disobedience, His love will just not let us go. He loves us so much that He sent His only Son to come and redeem us, to buy us back, to get us out of the life of slavery, of sin. God has shown us profound love, and in this most important commandment, He's asking us, not for much, but just to love Him back in return. There is no punishment worse than loving someone who cannot give you love in return. This commandment to love God challenges us to put God first, to only give worship to Him, to love Him supremely, and to serve Him with all our hearts, the one true God, to serve Him with all our being. You see, God sees our relationship with Him much like a marriage relationship. And in our marriage vows, we often hear people commit to forsaking all others. In this relationship, we are to forsake all others. We are to forsake all other God for the one true God who created us and by His love redeemed us. Is this God the top priority in your life? If not, what has become God in your life lately? Is it your possessions? The job? The new relationship? The business? What is it that is pulling you away from God? What has taken that first spot where God used to be in your life? Where is that first love that you once had for Him? Why has it gone? This new commandment is for us to enthrone God back to that first place where God belongs. In this command, Jesus challenges us to love, to love our God with all our hearts, how can we not love God, the one who continues to help us in this deadly pandemic of our time, the one who comforts us in our hour of need, the one who was with you, remember, when you went through that very, very difficult patch of your life? How can we not love this loving and caring God? Has your love for God lost its spark because of the heavy burden you carry? because of the trials of tribulation, the pain and the hurt in your life, I have good news for you. That good news is that God wants to ignite you and me again with His fresh, holy fire of love. John Wesley, our founding father, was once asked what was the secret of his success in ministry. He answered, he replied with these words, I ask God to set me on fire and let people watch me burn, end of quote. I pray that we will catch this holy fire this morning and have a fresh passion of love for God because it is only when we catch this fire that we will freely express agape love to our neighbors, to love not just in words, but to love in good deeds and action watching out for one another. As Jesus wonderfully illustrates this type of love in Luke chapter 10, in that wonderful story of the Good Samaritan, where a Samaritan had to come down his horse, his own comfort zone, to get down to 
friend, a neighbor who was left half dead on the road to die. Practical love is what this command invites us into. When this kind of love, loving God, and our neighbor become our guiding principle, then we will have no room for hate or bigotry. Subconsciously, we will be fulfilling the Ten Commandments. We will put people first and not profit. We will not steal from others. We will not be a false witness. We will not covet our neighbor's properties when loving God and our neighbors become our guiding principle. The command to love invites us to keep up the pressure on hate, on bigotry, on discrimination, and injustice. It invites us to root them out of our communities and replace them with a banner of love, love for God and for all people. The scribe in our gospel passage got the message, and he boldly agreed with Jesus and commended him publicly. What a brave thing to come from an opponent. But then he went further. He went further and added this very important bit from which the title of this message came from. You are right, he said, that God is one and there is no other but him. To love God supremely, to love your neighbor as yourself. And then he added these words, is more important than burnt offerings and sacrifice. In other words, to love is better. To love is more important. Friends, no matter the amount of our act of righteousness, burnt offering and sacrifice, will never be too impressive to appease God. Love is what God requires. Here, Jesus had been careful. If you follow the story, Jesus had been careful not to disrespect temple worship, but this teacher of the law has caught the fire, the fire of the Lord. And finally, he has understood this divine truth that loving God and others is more important than anything done in the temple to appease God. May this better way be our new way of life, a life of love for God and for others. Today in our Methodist Church calendar, we celebrate Bible Month, Bible Sunday, a time when we study a book of the Bible together to go deeper into the Word of God, to love God with all our hearts. It's to make every day and every Sunday Bible Sunday to meditate on his words day and night, and to respond in obedience to his word. Today is the last day of Black History Month celebration in the UK, a time when we look back at the stories of black and brown people who have contributed significantly to the freedom and to the civilization of our world, people whose contributions, sadly, are often missed in our history books to love God with all our hearts, is to love all of God's people, black, white, brown, and to give everyone, everyone the chance to express themselves and acknowledge their expectations, no matter how small. Today as well, COP26 starts. A time when world leaders will be meeting to make commitment that might save our planet from its erratic weather pattern. To love God, to love his creation, to love our neighbors is to get involved with such a wonderful project, to make your voice heard, but above all, to pray for COP26. Finally, this scribe made his voice heard. And when Jesus heard him say those words, 
that love is more important than his own religious practice of burnt offerings and sacrifice, Jesus said to him, you are not far from the kingdom, but that's not good enough. We want to be in the kingdom. Those of us who have come to this country from other countries will tell you that for us to naturalize here to become British citizen, we have to fulfill certain conditions. One of them, you have to sit an exam, an exam that shows your level of understanding of how things work in this kingdom. And that's not easy. But also we have to pledge our love and our loyalty to Her Majesty the Queen so that we become a citizen of the United Kingdom. The good news this morning is that for us to be part of God's kingdom, we have a clear condition to fulfill, and that is to accept the sacrifice of His Son, Jesus Christ, to love the one true God with all our heart, with all our mind, with all our soul, and everything in us, but also to love our neighbors as ourselves. Because, according to this scribe, to love is more important. To love is better. Amen.